G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. When mum heard this story, she affirmed them. She understood and somebody listened to their story. And that helped them for starters. And then meeting mum, who was really an evangelist at heart, meant that they heard that Jesus really did love them. You know, they'd heard now that they, for a long time, some of them, that they didn't think they were lovable. They didn't think they were good enough. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Dawn Devlin's parents started a ministry for women in need called Ben Warren in 1951. And then she went on to lead the ministry for over 30 years herself. Dawn's nephew, Doug McDonald, has written a book about the history of Ben Warren called The Ben Warren Story, a biography of Howard and Olive McDonald. And today... They'll share how this ministry for women in challenging situations has helped hundreds of women and children over the years. Dawn Devlin and Doug McDonald are chatting with Eric Scatterbo in our Melbourne studios. Dawn Devlin and Doug McDonald, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hello. Glad to have you with us. And before we get started, I just wanted to ask you first, Doug, how did you get interested in your grandparents' story? So I was on the farm uh, dairy farm up at uh, near Tuchura, Bendigo Way, mm-hmm. and my grandmother was a big impact on my life when I gave my heart to Jesus at mm-hmm. eight years old, mm-hmm. and so she was a special lady in our lives, and that had a huge impact, uh, as well as uncles and other aunties as well. And even Donna. But. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and so I knew that there was something that had God had changed in her life, and that was really obvious. There was something uh, deeper and strong and faith-filled. And so as I grew up as a uh, young man in youth work, and I went to theological college here in Melbourne at uh, MST, Melbourne School of Theology, uh, that one of the units I had a chance under Tim Myers to do leadership mission And in that subject, I wanted to focus on the faith and spirituality and leadership of my grandmother and grandpa and how God led them to develop the ministry in Ben Warren. So this started off as a homework assignment. That's correct, yeah. Uh, And so part of your research, I'm assuming, was talking to Auntie Dawn. In the paper itself, that essay and that assignment needed to be only... Uh, work that had been on the record, so historical social history record, and so I could only use material that was available. When I then completed that work, that became a source of data Mm -hmm. that I had available to us, um, and I thought, listen, I've done all the work, all the data's there, and now I only need to add the oral history Mm-hmm. and then add to that and create a biography was another step. And so I thought, 
listen, I've done a lot of that work. Why not do some more mm-hmm. and, and go for it? And so I had a chat to Dawn and I said, Dawn, what would you like to do? Would you like me to go to the next step? And uh, we prayed and you know, God said, yes, let's do, do this. And uh, so we spent another two years roughly uh, preparing the biography and it was a real collaboration. It was hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm looking at the book yeah. over there. It's thick. That's a thick book. You mm-hmm. did a lot of work. Yeah, it, it cost me time and, and dollars, but, but God you know, was with us. And at the end, Dawn finally says to me, and I was quite encouraged that even Grandpa, when he was close to his end, said he wanted the book to be written by somebody. And so she hadn't told me that initially. Oh. And so she thought she might be writing the book. But I was very privileged and thankful to Dawn that yeah. she and even the committee the board at Ben Warren, who uh, allowed and permitted me to access uh, resources and records to do the research and then to, uh, with their goodwill, to, to do it, not commission, but goodwill to put it together and, and share that story with the world. So can we say it was somewhat of a, a labor of love? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, had to be really cool to learn all this stuff about your grandparents. That's true. And because- Did you learn a lot of stuff you didn't know? Oh, yes. And- hey, look at the weaving of God through our family's ministry and saying yes to God. Mm -hmm. And not just me, not just Dawn, but even my cousins and and other family members Mm -hmm. and the community and how God can work through uh, one family Mm -hmm. can impact a whole community. That's the the thing that, that I see God doing in this. Yeah. And the fact that it's a great story. Helps too. Yep. <laughs> well, we're going to talk to you a little bit later, but first let's go to your source, the person who gave you the first-hand accounts of you know stuff that you couldn't read because it wasn't written. You went to Auntie Dawn. So we're going to go to Auntie Dawn. Okay, thank you. Dawn, you've been sitting there listening to your nephew chatting yes, there and how it yeah. all started. That That's all right. Do you, you agree with He everything? did a great deal of research, and I just want to say that one-third of the book almost has the bibliography in it. So that's an indication of, of, wow. of how much research he has done. Wow, yeah. oh, maybe a course. I learned you're a lot. You're a detailed guy. <laughs> I learned a lot about what happened. So both of you, I mean, this is your family, but both of you learned a lot about yeah, your family through this right. whole process. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Well, we want to learn mm-hmm. the amazing ways that God has used your parents mm-hmm. to start off with, and then you eventually, because you became the CEO of the ministry down the line. But let's go, where did it all start for your parents? Where were they living when this all started? Okay. So my parents met uh, probably through Q Baptist and living nearby. And they, at that time, had a really uh, good ministry team at Q Baptist and emphasised training young people, particularly with Christian Endeavour. So there was that Christian Endeavour movement. There were Mm -hmm. many uh, evangelists that came out at the time that affected my parents. Mm -hmm. So they had... Each had a separate journey. My mother had lived on the farm down in Gippsland along with her five brothers Mm -hmm. and they had gone through some challenges. But uh, mum was a a happy-go-lucky person Mm -hmm. um, who my aunt or my cousin, mum's cousin, would describe as um, somebody who, you know, just was was very free. Um, Really, her story was she loved the guys at the time. She was a salesperson from the age of 14 and enjoyed selling and telling stories. Um, My dad 
The story was somewhat different. His family were down in Geelong, but they had had to separate in various ways because uh, his father had a breakdown mm-hmm. and the family had to, number of the children had to move out to Bendigo and other places where um, people, families, family people mm-hmm. um, helped them. And, and uh, then they came back together when he was uh, about 10 years old, mm-hmm. having been away for five years. So uh, Dad had uh, not had the family with him a lot of the time and he had those needs. So he went to work with McDonald's uh, Rollers and what uh, organisation, which was my uh, his uncle's um, business, mm-hmm. as did his father, um, which brought him into Richmond. And uh, so they both met at... Q Baptist Church through oh, okay. some of the activities that were there. So they were uh, both young Christians at that time? So they weren't initially, no. Oh, okay. no. So they both had, so Dad often says, you know, he he came to the Lord because he was afraid of hell. And Mum's mm-hmm. uh, conversion was very a very definite one over time. We haven't pinned down exactly when it was, but mm-hmm. she absorbed the love and the compassion of Jesus. Mm-hmm. She she got the heart of God mm. and she immediately forgot all those boys that she was writing about to her cousin mm. uh, and just talked about, and my auntie calls it a romance. It was like she had a romance with God mm. and she just loved the Lord. And when Dad talks in his um, diary, we have a little bit of his diary there at that point in time, mm. after he'd come back from a walk with Mum, he said, oh, that I had a heart for the lost. Oh, that I knew how I could tell them about Jesus. And that was the effect Mum had on him. Yeah, and so you're saying that your mother just always had a compassionate heart for those in need. From that point, from the time that she came to know Jesus, Mm. she did. Yeah. Yeah. And did you see that growing up in your own life? We did see that. We saw that uh, at at all times. I Mm. mean, mum would not say no to somebody. Sometimes I look at people and sometimes you've got to follow rules and laws now, Mm. etc. And I just think we didn't have to worry about insurance, etc. back in those Mm. days. You know, if somebody had a need, mum would just say, come. Mm. uh, Just the kind of person she was. That's the sort of person she was. Yeah. yeah. So we took one 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 girl in whose mother was unwell and had been unwell from her birth, mm-hmm. and father was trying to bring her up, and he worked in hotels, etc. Felt that his his child no longer she was about age ten should continue to be in those places over weekends, etc. So he asked the family if they would have her for weekends and then holidays, and then eventually she actually lived with us for a number of years. And and mum and dad would not say no to mm. that. Yeah. It was a great opportunity. Okay. So, Mm. obviously, a heart for helping others. Yeah. Mm. How did that eventually eventuate to starting this ministry? Yeah. So, mum and dad got married. Mum always had a heart. Dad often says that there's a a light pole that's bent at the end of Belmont Avenue Q, which is where they courted, uh, (laughs) because he was waiting uh, for her to finish a conversation with somebody she met down the street, (laughs) um, and particularly one of her girls that was in Bible class or whatever. So um, she always uh, was – she was a sanguine personality, and she was able to pick up a conversation very easily and not able to stop one very easily. (laughs) People continued to ask. So they they 
Dad had always wanted to farm. They went out to mm-hmm. get a farm during the war. They had the opportunity with mm-hmm. Mum's father, um, and Dad was working at Commonwealth Aircraft, uh, so he could just come at weekends. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to be there during the week, and um, but, but suddenly uh, they'd only been there a few months, and Pop uh, developed cancer. So they then so, found themselves. So your grandfather. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Mum's father mm-hmm. uh, developed, and so long no longer was it going to work for the farm. Mm. So they had to go back into Melbourne and find a place to live, and that, that during the wartime, that was not an easy thing to do. So that was um, a sudden... That was sudden, a sudden change. They thought they were going to see themselves out, out at Athlone near Druin mm. yeah. having a farm. That mm-hmm. was going to be their lifestyle. Mum mm-hmm. would always, they would always, that was they a dream. had agreed before they even got married that their home would be an open home mm-hmm. and they would have people. So mum and, mum and dad, as well as their two children, so I was not born at that point in time, had uh, their, their, her mother and father with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that. So then they had to go back to Melbourne and find a place. And it was a family that were quite poor at the time in mm-hmm. Kew who, um, Virtually gave them their two bedrooms and they themselves sort of lived in their kitchen lounge room area. Um, well, so they were the beneficiaries uh, yeah. of somebody just yeah. opening up their exactly, home. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And mum always remembered that and she mm-hmm. felt like it wasn't the rich that helped them. It, mm. was, it wasn't even relatives that helped them. It was the poor. Mm. And uh, they, that family were actually my wedding um, oh, okay. because, you know, mum and dad were so very grateful to mm-hmm. them and yeah. we'd always heard that story. Mm-hmm. And... So when they did come back, they then mum reconnected with a lot of her friends that she'd had, a number mm-hmm. of them, you know, had children. And so they had uh, developed an organisation called MEF, Mother's Evangelical Fellowship, mm-hmm. and basically you would call it a, a playgroup. So mm-hmm. it was like a playgroup. Mm-hmm. They ate together and they prayed together mm-hmm. for these children. And so there were 40 or 50 children uh, in this group at various times. Mm-hmm. It later broke up in, uh, into a number of about three so different So is this groups. early 50s we're talking? So we are now talk, still talking around apologies. I didn't tell you. So the farm event happened in 1943. Oh, and during the war. when they came back, they mm-hmm. came back. Back about 1944 or five, something oh, okay. like that. Okay. And so, of course, people were coming back from war after yeah, that. Right, and I right. was born in 46. So, a number of mum's friends had children at that same stage. So, it was really like today's playgroup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a wonderful opportunity for a lot of these ladies, but a Christian one in mm-hmm. that sense. And they ent- ended up with Uncle Eugene. So, Eugene Veith, who had um, Veith Transport and, and um, Mission Enterprise, became Mission Enterprise. Uh, he and some of these ladies and families raised some funds so that mum's cousin, Rose Wilson, and another lady, Leah Wilson, uh, were able to go into homes and help people when something had gone wrong. Mm -hmm. So it might be that, well, it's not gone wrong if they've had twins, but it might be that they'd had twins and they need extra help or Mm -hmm. somebody was sick or maybe hubby had left home, various reasons Mm -hmm. like that. And so they were going into these homes and that was what, happened at that time. Basically helping women in need. Helping for women various in reasons. need, yeah, yeah, at that yeah. time, mm-hmm. yeah. You're listening to The Story. Our guests today are aunt and nephew Dawn Devlin and Doug McDonald. Doug has written a book about the ministry for women that Dawn's parents started called Ben Warren. We'll hear more of the Ben Warren story when we return. The story. 
If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Our guests today are aunt and nephew Dawn Devlin and Doug McDonald. Doug has written a book about the ministry for women that Dawn's parents started. It's called The Benwaren Story, a biography of Howard and Olive McDonald. Now here's more of Dawn sharing her parents' story. Mum became quite unwell uh, and later it was diagnosed as pernicious anemia. So she always, through all her life, had a low immune system mm. and consequently she could pick up any you know, colds, etc. very mm. quickly. Mm. So that was always something that kept her humble probably but mm. it also kept her in the word. Uh, mm-hmm. Both mum and dad had, had learned to read God's word, the mm-hmm. Bible, and it had sustained her. And, you know, I, I know in my own times I've found that if, if I'm desperate, go to, go to Psalms mm-hmm. and you hear David talking yeah. desperately. Yeah. But he comes through mm-hmm. and realises yep. that God is there and cares for him. So the word of God, the Bible, actually sustained both mum and dad. Dad would have his time in the morning always and they had learned that through Christian Endeavour through the training that they'd had. They'd also had the opportunity in queue to go out to side streets and just talk about Jesus mm-hmm. on the streets. Now, you mm-hmm. mightn't get away with that nowadays, but it well, was very effective street in those evangelism. days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. So mum was truly an evangelist mm-hmm. by heart. Mm-hmm. Dad was probably more practical. He was on the mission committee, and I know that Cube Baptist sent a lot of missionaries out to other countries. Mm-hmm. Mum and dad had, had a holiday at, at Benwaran in Yarra Junction, and there was a connection between Q Baptist and the parents who ran Ben Warren as a Christian guest house. So this was not a ministry at that point. And so it was not a ministry. So this is prior to 1951. Yeah. Okay. And so, so a result what, is, of, what is Ben Warren? So Ben it was started as a Christian guest house in okay. about the 1930s by parents. Yeah. Mum and Dad bought it in 1951, and they initially wanted to have it for women and children in need. But there was a committee and it sort of fell apart at the time. They were a long way away. And so they had to run it as a guest house Mm -hmm. for quite a number of years. But what God had done, because they were willing to open their house to people, God just gave them a bigger house. Hmm. And so people came who had been maybe guests of parents, people who were connected with MEF, Mother's Evangelical Fellowship. Mum and Dad had been involved with... um, Melbourne City Mission as mm-hmm. well, and people who are around that. So a, a lot of missions mum talked about. So folk came from those places mm-hmm. to have a time out, mm-hmm. but was a regular guest house in that sense. Mm-hmm. So dad had to go out. The guest housing had dimmed back in those days in mm-hmm. 51. So dad had to go out to work and dig potatoes mm-hmm. and do whatever he could. He was a mechanical engineer but he could put his hand to anything. So mm-hmm. whatever work was out there, the timber mill or or creating a bakery at, at Warburton or whatever it might be, yeah, he so, to do all those So things. in addition to having full-time work, yeah, he was having this Christian guest house That's at right. the same time. That's right. So it's a lot of work. A lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah, so Dad would actually be up till 
till all hours of the night, soaring. You know, we could hear the saw machine going hmm. because oh, I think right? he had about five fires that he had to keep going. Huh. Uh, you heated your hot water that way. You cooked, of course, with the wood stove. Oh, literally? Yeah, literally. Oh, I thought you were talking metaphorically. Yeah. I mean, he literally had to keep... He fires had to keep going. His fires keep, going. That's right. Keep everybody warm. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. And when he went first went up, Mum was really very unwell, and he mm-hmm. actually he, he talks of going out one morning. They'd not been long there. He had the. He was allowed to borrow the tractor of the parents. Uh, they didn't even have a driveway to get in. He just had access through a paddock. Mm-hmm. And he went out and he just said, "God, what am I going to do?" He'd found out that the committee were not going to be able to follow them through, and he looked up to the hills at that time. Um, so, so that basically means all the funding was gone. Yeah, all the funding was gone, all the potential people, yeah. you know, it, it, they'd been told that they were going to help fund, etc. What am I going to do, God? I've got mm. a mum, I've got my wife who's not well and three children. What am I going to do? And he looked up and over the hills of Ben Ken, he saw three trees and they were the result of the 1939 fires from years previously. Mm-hmm. And he thought of the cross and he said, Jesus, you did that for me. I'll do this for you. Mm. And that was when he committed in many ways. It's always been mum's dream and he was willing to do it. And there were people who were critical of him for, for saying, you know, what are you doing? You're letting your wife tell you what to do. But mm. he, I, I believe in his readings each morning. So he used to get up and milk the cows and... Before that, he would get up in the morning at, at five o'clock and, and read wow. the Bible and spend time with God. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that's when God helped him and strengthened him. Mm. And then he'd go and milk the cow mm-hmm. until Ray and Max got old enough to do it because they ended up doing it too. <laughs> um, and then he'd go to work. And his boss actually called him Double Day quite often. He Why felt is that? like Dad had two days. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. In a Sounds day that way. in yeah. what he would do. Yeah, so, and years later, um, when, you know, he was involved in the church, etc., and, of course, with the, he would do the finances at night and until midnight and mm. that sort of thing. So he, he was he was de- definitely very stoic and very mm. Scottish. In, in, he huh. had Scottish ancestry, it was very clear. Mum was French, uh, French oh, okay. ancestry. So she, uh, you know, was loved to entertain people and talk and uh-huh. use yeah. her hands. And, yeah. and so... She virtually entertained in the kitchen as she cooked the scones or as she, uh, you know, was preparing the meal. Mm -hmm. People would just simply share Mm -hmm. with her their story. Well, let's find out about some of the people that they helped. Right, right. Well, it becomes a maze. When you get to my age, you sort of become, there's so many that it becomes all sort of one. (laughs) But I do remember, you know, a few years ago we said, oh, Ben, we're an officially. So what, there was a journey, which Doug writes about in the book in more detail, from being a guest house through to officially becoming time out for women and children in need. But mum talked to so many people. She didn't have a licence, but she would go down to Melbourne to talk to the people at MEF on the uh, bus and she'd come back telling us about a, a family that she'd met, a lady that had been upset and that needed help in the local community. So then mum and dad would talk about how they could help and that family would be helped. So for about 11 years, mum and dad did uh, the guest house officially and that was a time that mum also became unwell a lot more mm-hmm. and uh, dad ended up, we had to close, uh, we didn't close the guest house initially, but they kept it open but they moved down to a farm, share farming with um, with my brother 
and uh, they were doing that down at uh, at, at a farm just locally uh, at Yarra Junction, and people could still come. Now, that's when she was hearing stories then mm. from Melbourne of people who were in domestic violence, et cetera, mm. et cetera, and they needed somewhere to escape to. Mm. So she would simply say, come, and if you can look after yourself for a little bit and then we'll have somebody else come along and look after you because mum at that point in time had to be withdrawn. She, we actually took her out of Ben mm. Warren. And but, but just going mm. back, so mm. these were women in desperate mm. situations, yeah. I mean, mm. being beaten. Um, I don't like to go too much into the detail of mm. what happened for people. Mm. All sorts of things happened for mm. people. And emotional Emotional violence mm-hmm. can be as debilitating. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was emotional, particularly mm-hmm. in Christ- with all due respect in Christian circles. Mm-hmm. It can often be emotional and then it affects the children. Oh, of course. The wonderful part about it was they could come and have a holiday at Ben Warren. They can, and, and it would just be a relief and somebody would hear their story and... No, and, and they'd be accepted. They, mm-hmm. I remember a person, a number of people often had to go into mental institutions because if they looked too upset or whatever, they just thought they had a mental challenge. And uh, Oh, that's how it was diagnosed women. back then? That's, yeah. Mm. And, and so, but when mum heard this story, she affirmed them. She mm. understood. Yeah. And somebody listened to their story. Mm-hmm. And the truth came out. Mm-hmm. And that helped them for starters. Yeah, but that someone's listening. Yeah, somebody's listening. To begin listening. with, yeah. And then they can hear, A, of Jesus, mm-hmm. but now we don't push. So a number of these women A number were not, of these women were came not to know Jesus. Oh, okay. A number of the women already knew Jesus, mm-hmm. but they didn't realize that Jesus can walk with us and talk mm-hmm. with us. And mm-hmm. meeting mum, who was really an evangelist at mm-hmm. heart, yeah. meant that they heard that Jesus really did love them. You know, mm-hmm. they'd heard now mm-hmm. that they, for a long time, some of them, that they didn't think they were lovable. Mm-hmm. They didn't think they were good enough. Okay, that was part one of Eric Scadabo chatting with aunt and nephew Dawn Devlin and Doug McDonald. Dawn's sharing her parents' story and how they began a ministry for women in need in 1951. Dawn's nephew, Doug, has written a book about this ministry. It's called The Ben Warren Story, a biography of Howard and Olive McDonald. So it's great to hear Dawn reflecting on the impact her parents had on so many people's lives. And it was also great to hear how Doug was inspired to write the book about his grandparents. For more information about the ministry and the book, you can go to their website. It's benwaren.com.au. That's B-E-N-W-E-R-R-E-N, benwaren.com.au. Finally, we'll end today with a Bible verse that played a key role in Olive's life. It's from Matthew chapter 10, verse 42, which says, If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. And that verse certainly reflects Olive's life as she gave to so many women and children in need over the years. Well, we invite you to join us next time as Dawn and Doug share more of the Ben Warren story. Until then, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. She'd say, Dawn, if your mum had not helped me, I would have been in the gutter. 
And so she would remember that. And it's really good to have people on our board who are people who have been homeless, who have been to Benmer and who have been helped because they understand where people are coming from. Dawn Devlin's parents started a ministry for women in need called Ben Warren in 1951. She joins us once again to share more of her parents' story, along with her nephew, Doug McDonald, who has written a book about the ministry. That's more of the Ben Warren story coming up next time. The story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.